Welcome to the Gut Gazette podcast, where we have gutsy conversations about everything related to your gut. Mental health, food, relationships, exercise, there are so many factors that are linked to your gut, and here we talk about them all. I'm your host, Megan Marsiglio, and I'm on a mission to break the poo taboo, support digestive health, and destigmatize digestive issues. My passion for gut health stems from personal experience. I have IBS and Crohn's, and I know firsthand what it's like to live with a gut that has a mind of its own. But I've come to terms with the fact that it's my normal, and because of that, I've learned to embrace it. My goal is to have you embracing whatever it is you're going through. I hope to inspire self-advocacy in all of you, and after listening to each episode, my intention is you walk away feeling confident and empowered about your gut, mind, and body. Today, I'm jumping on and doing a quick mini solo episode to talk about the importance and power of language and how you talk about yourself because how you talk about yourself is associated with how you perceive yourself. So if you're always saying to yourself that you're a sick person, you're going to see yourself as a sick person. And if you view being sick as a negative thing, then you're going to have a pretty negative mindset about who you are. Now, before I start, I just want to preface this that with what I'm about to say is in no way discounting what you're dealing with and it's in no way making light of what you deal with. So keep that in mind as you listen to my little rant. I've always been in the mindset that whatever you're dealing with does not define you. You might not consciously think that what you're dealing with defines you, but if you're using certain words or speaking a certain way around what you're dealing with, it might actually be defining you in a subconscious way. I first want to just ask you to quickly take a second, think of something that you don't necessarily like to deal with. Maybe it's IBS, IBD, acne, diabetes, anxiety, allergies, whatever it is, I want you to pretend you're introducing yourself and what you're dealing with to a stranger or a friend or even me. So your name and whatever it is you're dealing with. Okay, so you may have likely introduced yourself as my name is X and I have L or my name is Z with C. So for example, in my case, my name is Megan and I have IBS or my name is Megan with anxiety. When you hear me say to you, my name is Megan and I have IBS or my name is Megan with anxiety, the fact that I've so closely linked what I'm dealing with to my name kind of sounds like that it's directly associated with who I am. Yes, it's something I deal with, but no, it isn't what defines me as a person. When I use that language, it subconsciously adds to who I am. The person you are introducing yourself to might not remember that you have this food allergy that you just shared because they know it's not what defines you but you are the one that lives with it. And if you're always associating it to who you are, then it's going to have a negative impact on your perception of who you are. So although I deal with IBS and anxiety, it's not what makes me who I am. It doesn't define me. Anxiety is something I deal with and it's something I've learned to live with, but it's not what makes me who I am. A really easy comparison. Think of something you're really bad at. Maybe it's a sport or a hobby. For me, it's math. I can say I'm so bad at math, but does it define me? No, being bad at math does not make up who I am. And neither does your illness or concern or issue that you deal with. 
When I was recovering from an eating disorder, instead of going through recovery and therapy saying, my eating disorder causes me to do this or my eating disorder makes me do this, we changed the way we identified the eating disorder by removing it from who we were and we made it its own entity. Instead of saying my, we called the eating disorder Ed, like the name of a man, Ed, E-D. So when we spoke about Ed, it was exactly that, something else that wasn't part of us. Ed caused me to do this. Ed made me think this. Removing the fact that it was its own entity and not mine helped to remove myself from the disorder and it gave me a different outlook on how I was dealing with it. Now, it's not exactly possible to just remove yourself from a chronic illness or autoimmune disease and magically be healed and it's not even that easy to remove a mood disorder or mental health concern from yourself, but you can change the way you speak about it and remove yourself in a sense when you're talking about yourself. Labeling it as a separate entity from your name and who you are can make it a little easier to have a neutral opinion about it. If you're always saying, my IBS is acting up today, you're owning what's causing you to stress. You're saying, mine. It's yours. In a sense, yes, it's yours. You're the one dealing with it firsthand, but remove the fact that it's yours. Change the way you speak about it. It'll still cause you issues, yes, you're still going to have flare-ups, but by removing the fact that you own it and that it's yours will help to neutralize your opinion about it. It will help you to not get so frustrated when you're experiencing a flare-up and it will help you break those barriers when you're trying to challenge whatever it is you're dealing with. You'll be able to dissociate how you perceive various challenges that pop up and it might also help to neutralize your mood a bit too because let's face it, If you're doubled over with pain from a flare-up or you're experiencing a very severe panic attack, you're going to be upset. It's frustrating and overwhelming. And if you're associating whatever it is that's causing you distress to who you are, then you're just going to get upset with yourself. And really, it's not you who has caused it. Again, I'm not in any way discounting that what you deal with isn't serious or life-changing. I'm not saying that you can change your language and magically heal yourself. I'm just saying that if you change your language around how you perceive what you're dealing with and how you associate it to yourself, you can most likely deal with it in a more biased way. You may also improve how you view what you deal with in a more positive light. I want to give you an example. Throughout university, I worked at the Center for Accessibility Services for Students at the University of Guelph, And it was at that job that my language around disabilities and illnesses changed. I, like so many people, used to attach an illness or a disability to a person in my speech as if it defined them. So, for example, there's Jane who's deaf, or this is my friend Steve who's in a wheelchair, or Lisa, that's Lisa with depression. The thing is, when you attach something to a name, it ends up defining them. So, for example, I'm Megan with IBS. Kind of sounds like IBS is what makes me who I am when I say it like that. If I reword it to be, I'm Megan who deals with IBS, then that issue is removed from my name. It's removed from who I am. I deal with IBS, I deal with Crohn's, I deal with anxiety, but none of those three things make up who I am or define who I am. It's not having long hair, short hair, being tall, thin, big boned, green eyes, blue eyes, brown eyes, that is what defines you. And Neither is having a illness or autoimmune disease, disorder, or issue what defines you. It's your voice, your mannerisms, your personality, your thought process and awareness that defines you. 
you, your mind and mindset, are what define you. If you're constantly saying you are with whatever it is you're dealing with, you're going to subconsciously strongly associate that to who you are. And when you associate it to who you are, you're becoming emotionally involved with whatever it is you're dealing with. I don't have any emotional attachment to the anxiety I deal with. Of course, I feel emotional towards it and I have emotions towards it, but because I have allowed myself to not let anxiety define who I am, it's been a whole lot easier to deal with it when it comes up because I'm dealing with a separate entity. I'm not just dealing with this anxiety that makes up who I am. So the moment I do become emotionally involved, I start to think that's what makes me Megan. I define myself as an anxious person. And and when I do that, it kind of makes me a little bit more anxious or makes me feel even stronger about the anxiety that I feel. Or if I'm constantly thinking I'm the one with Crohn's, why do I have to be the only one in my circle to have it? It's just not a positive way of thinking. I'm dealing with it. I'm not it. So try to remove whatever it is you're dealing with to who you are. Once you remove that association, I can assure you you'll have a different outlook on what you're experiencing and dealing with. So now I want to ask you, when you hear the word sick and illness, what do you think of? Do you think in a positive way, a negative way? Are you kind of unbiased towards them? Are they empowering words? Are they words that make you feel sad? So for the majority of people, sick and illness are words that are viewed as negative. I asked the question on Instagram, what words do you associate sick and illness with? And the majority of answers were negative and uncomfortable adjectives like exhausted, fatigued, feeling down, frustrated, sad. I mean, some people do have an amazing, positive association with the word sick and illness because it can mean resilience and strength and it can be so empowering. But in this case, for the majority of people, sick and illness are not the most positive words. So let me ask you, are you dealing with a chronic illness and telling yourself all the time that you're sick? You might be in remission or feeling fine, but are you still associating the fact that you're sick? If you have a negative mindset about the word sick, then it might be time to remove that word from your vocabulary and just stop telling yourself that you're sick. You might be saying, but I am, I am sick. That's fine, but don't mentally always think about that and don't let that be the thing that defines you. Don't let that word sick or illness steer you away from certain things. Being sick or having an illness is not what defines you. I'm not saying that the way I think or perceive words is the right way. Everyone has their own opinions and their own views on life and how they deal with things, but I found it really helpful to not focus on words like sick, illness, disorder, because for me, I have a negative connotation with them. And if you're listening to this and you're empowered by those words, then all to you. I think that's so amazing. But for me and the majority of people, these words aren't viewed as empowering. And society doesn't really view them as uh, positive words either. They can really push you down when you're just trying to manage everything that's going on. They can inadvertently negatively impact the perception of yourself. So the minute you remove the fact that whatever you're dealing with doesn't define you, you're going to be able to have a whole new outlook on the strength and confidence you do own to deal with whatever you're currently dealing with. 
Let's connect online. The next time you're on your favorite platform, look up the Gut Gazette and feel free to say hello. Or if you fancy a read, head over to thegutgazette.com for all things gut.